about shame, shame, shame. It's the name of her game. There's so much to do, and we're gonna speak true. So many to blame, blame, blame. So we're throwing out shame. Could be throwing at you. What you gonna do? Welcome back to Shame on You, the podcast that has absolutely no fear of telling it like it is and dealing with the consequences. Um, For those of you who were with us the last time, uh, we're going to tell you a little bit about what's happened since that podcast. For those of you who were not with us the last time, well, first of all, shame on you. (laughs) (laughs) And we um, we will recap a few things so that you're not completely lost. Um, I have a little story that I'm going to share toward the end of this podcast that happened to me uh, when I was talking with a friend um, about how she listened to the podcast and how it started a conversation with her son. Uh, Very touching story, and I'm anxious to tell you all about it. Um, We are coming to you again from the lovely, dedicated podcast studio at BAM Studios in Chicago. We are lucky again to have the talented Sydney in our engineering booth. And once again, we are Gene Cozier and Derek Hopkins and Tom Andreessen. Hello, everyone. Hi, everybody. Tom and Derek. See, they really are here. I'm not making this up. (laughs) We are here with Gene. We are here. (laughs) They are willing to sit with me again and do this. So... Um, Last week, I wanted to end the podcast on a very strong note, and I believe that we did that because we told you that the governmental spending per reported case of sexual violence, um, reported cases of children who were victims of sexual violence was $12 per person. And if you're like everybody else in this room, um, it's just shocking. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about where that number came from. I'm going to tell you a little bit about some of our individual reactions to it. But um, before that, I want to talk a little bit about some other numbers because in order for you to truly understand what this means, I think it's helpful to have some comparisons. So we have some statistics here where we can talk to you about federal spending per case Um, in situations that involve some more familiar topics like cancer, like HIV. Um, And just in case anybody out there is thinking that we're saying the government spends too much on this, no, that is not what we are saying. I was recently treated for breast cancer. I'm the last person in the world who would say the government is spending too much money on cancer. We're just giving you these numbers so that you have a basis of comparison. How many dollars being spent versus, you know, comparing the dollars spent and factoring in the total number of cases. You know, what we're going to tell you is that we have large amounts spent on fewer people, and we do the math, and then we've got the $12 figure that we're going to be coming back to. So I've talked enough. I want to hear from Derek because I don't think the average person really understands, like, we're not sitting around, like, making up numbers. Yeah. These numbers are available to somebody who is determined to do the research. That is not the average person. I have been working in this arena for 25 years, and I have never heard numbers like this until I started hanging out with Derek again. So, Derek, I want you to talk to us a little bit about your sources, um, how you came to find them, and some of the difficulties you face in your um, attempts to continue this research. Yeah, uh, thank you, Gene. Yeah, so the main 
places that I find the information regarding sexual violence, sexual abuse is from the Journal of Child Sexual Abuse, the Journal of Psychology, and the Journal of Child Maltreatment. Now, those are big, you know, amalgams of all different universities and their psychology programs and any studies they've done, and they sometimes work with government agencies. And then you got to comb through, you know, because they usually publish them like yearly, and then they have, you know, yearly subscriptions, right? And you had to kind of keep up with it to see what the latest information is. And that's the main ones that I use. The the, the medical information that we're going to talk about today, just the general uh, American healthcare system, all that I pulled directly from the NIH. Um, and they they're you know upfront with all their with all their information and um, so yeah you know the average the Gene was saying the average person the average person is not going to be able to access these journals nor are they going to be able to you know comb through the data and find what's relevant for whatever it is that they're looking at so you know that's something that something definitely unique that we got going on. Well, why were you able to do it, Derek? Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, because my, my— You have a little extra time on your hands, like my, yeah, yeah. like my grandma said, I'm the best thing since sliced bread. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, the reason that I was I was able to do is because I'm very passionate about finding the facts of this issue. Like, I've been working on, you know, child sexual abuse for about four, five years now. And I want to know where's the money at? Where's the money at? Where's it coming from? What— you know, I understand the the importance of activism and people getting out there and trying to make a difference. But at the end of the day, when the society we live in, you gotta have you gotta have funding. You gotta have money. You know, activism and helping out and volunteering is great. But when you match that up with the proper funding, that's how you really make a difference. Um, and so I and then I start looking into it. And I'm like, okay, so there's no funding. All right, well, you know, good to know. And let's uh, let's strike getting some. Okay. I get that gives us a little bit of background. Um, We're going to move on, and we're going to talk about some of these numbers that you've put together, sourcing the John Hopkins Blumberg School of Public Health. And uh, we're going to talk about um, the costs to our society of sexual violence, and then we're going to do some of those cost comparisons like I talked about. So to begin with, we've got a number here. It's a really big number. It's $9 Three hundred and eighteen million dollars per year. This is the estimate of what it costs our society to have these numbers of sexual abuse, sexual violence, children, adults, whomever. This is what it costs us as a society when this is happening. This number includes healthcare costs productivity losses at work, which is something maybe Tom will talk to us about, child welfare costs, specialized litigation, crimes perpetrated by victims, including suicide. When you add in fatal cases, the number jumps a little bit higher, not much. We're still talking about like $9.3 billion. Mm -hmm. That is how much it costs us as a country. That is how much sexual violence perpetrated against children and adults costs us as a country. Which is amazing because it's somebody that, again, I'm trying to, you know, look at look at the issue from a variety of angles, having served on boards of a couple organizations to that um, help survivors. We've never gotten to these numbers. We talk about the, the number of... Of, of survivors that exist, the the frequency of it, but never have I seen a dollar figure. And it, and to me, as somebody that wants to have an effect on the cause, 
to have these numbers is staggering. When you see other causes have numbers they publish regularly, we don't see, you don't see these kind of numbers presented and and hopefully motivate individuals to do something about it. And and dollars makes when you see dollars, it makes a difference. Mm-hmm. It, may, it motivates you. Harder um, to ignore. Harder to ignore, and it gives you something to also compare against other causes. Say, why are we not? Why are we not doing more for survivors than we are than than we are seeing in today's world? Well, let's face it. That's who we are as a culture. Um, we are a <laughs> we are an economic country. We are capitalists. You know, money is really what runs the world, at least for now. And this is I my hope in doing this podcast is that because this might be um, a harder number to ignore. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there's only so long I can go and say one out of three and then watch people go, oh, really? Well, I don't know anybody. Right. You know, yes, you do. I just said one out of three. three. Yeah. You know, so um, that's been one of the most enlightening things that has happened to me in my work and, and why I was determined to put it together a team that included these kinds of numbers. So um, One thing I want to, oh, sure. to, to say to Tom was when you're saying because you're coming from like a just coming from a purely like managerial business perspective right and yeah. you see something like productivity losses right and how that could affect from the corporate perspective the bottom line like if you had healthier people you're working you're making more money yeah right so that's another angle I hope to see you know, corporate interests get involved, the private sector. Well, and and it's something that companies factor in all the time. I know that, um, you know, they factor in days lost due to domestic violence. Absolutely. Hmm. Um, Days lost due to illness, days lost because, you know, someone won't quit smoking, so they take, you know, a lot of smoking breaks. Right. (laughs) You know, I mean, this this is just as real as all of that. But people don't talk about it. We don't talk about it, and we we may not know when when somebody's missing. We 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 may not know the reasons. And when you start to frame up that here's some, here's something that could be leading to somebody missing work or not being as productive, and when you start to multiply the numbers of what that means in lost revenue as a business, when you think about you know the people around that person and the impact by that person not being there. And implications of that and their concerns and their being distracted, it has a cascade effect on a a business. Just one person not being there or not being as productive, it's it's not just that person. It's all everyone around them. It's who they interact with from a client to another business's perspective. It's an amazing impact that, again, you you could start to put together those numbers and it would be astounding. Hmm. Yeah, it's your friends and family. They're impacted, too, and they're missing work, too. Absolutely. You know, trying to help you deal with it. Okay. Big numbers. Big numbers. Big, scary numbers. Um, Derek has helped us put together some comparison figures. Uh, We're talking about total national health care expenditures here. And Derek, please stop me if I'm getting anything wrong here. <laughs> These numbers are getting too big for me, yeah, too. Yeah, I know. Now, and, <laughs> and, and, and we're talking about we're talking about 2018, which is about the most recently yep. um, you could find this. We're looking at a total national expenditure of $3.6 trillion mm-hmm. on health care. And that's as of 2018, correct, Derek? Mm-hmm. Well, so you know it's already bigger than that. Right. Especially then, I wonder how big, much larger this number got from COVID. I'm sure they don't even oh. have that data yet. Oh, oh I, I can't imagine. Yeah. It's, it's got to be a huge increase. Yeah. 
When you break that down to the percentage of the GNP, we're at 17.7% expenditure of GNP on health care. I don't think we've got <laughs> – we didn't count anybody before we did this podcast. <laughs> but in 2018, that broke down to 11172 bucks per taxpayer. Got yeah. The, got the numbers right yeah, there? That's, yep, uh, yeah, that's – check, not, check, nodding. check, yeah. check. Check. Yeah. So here's some of the here's some of the comparisons that we could talk about. We've got numbers, and I, I assume this is also 2018. Mm-hmm. We've got the num we've got cancer numbers, 22 million survivors, <laughs> and one. Yeah. E. Um the number there is $5.4 billion, which breaks down to $245 per taxpayer. If we got our math wrong, you know, anybody out there listening to this could yeah. is welcome to let us know. Yeah, e- email me. <laughs> we would be thrilled to <laughs> yes, know that you yeah. were listening close enough to um, a, a disagree yes. with some of our numbers. Yeah. I would love to talk to you. <laughs> yeah. If there's a different source, if yeah. somebody knows of other uh, yeah. avenues, we'd, yeah. we'd love to yeah. know. And this one's kind of interesting. HIV AIDS. Not as many people. 1.2 million survivors. But more money being more, well, hmm, no, that's... It just breaks down to more per person, right? Because of we're we're dividing it dividing it by a smaller, smaller number right. of survivors, right? But that's breaking down to two thousand five hundred and fifty eight dollars per taxpayer, right? Just to just to reiterate, so for the for cancer, we got twenty two million survivors. The total the total amount being put forward is five point four billion. So on average, each they're getting about two hundred four two hundred forty five dollars. And then the reason that it jumps up for the AIDS is because there's less AIDS survivors, but there's still a big pool of funding. Right. Right. And obviously, Derek has, you know, because Derek is a numbers guy, he has got the numbers on other things like heart disease, lung disease. Um, uh, as I recall the table, there were about 10 or 12 of them listed there. But yeah. so we don't want to overwhelm you. We think we're making a—the point we're trying to make here is that there is a whole lot more being spent on things that, while they need to be addressed, they don't affect as many people. Yep. That's why we get. That's why we're getting to that. You know, not quite there yet, but that's the numbers that we want you to compare to that twelve dollars per person that we quoted earlier. Right. Um, I've got some costs here about incarceration. Um, I don't know if that's. Do you think we have time to go into that? I can do that pretty quickly. The average cost to incarcerate the perpetrators of sexual violence is $5.4 billion. So you got to add that to the $9 billion we were talking about earlier. Yep. Compare that to, in 2020, federal government allocated $2 million to prevention and research. In other words, it costs about three times as much, 3,000 times as much. Golly, these numbers are scary. Yeah. It's, a, so, it's, it's <laughs> astounding, right, Gene? It's mind-blowing. I've read this 19 times. Yeah. I'm still screwing up. So, uh, incarceration costs 3,000 times the amount being spent on prevention and research. Yep. Um, are, are we all living in the same world? No, no, we're not. <laughs> the, the, the further you further for me, personally, the further you go into this data— and I'm happy you have it's having the same effect oh, on God. you because I always do. <laughs> I, whenever I start researching this, I'm just like start. I'm like getting dizzy. It's like the the old the cartoon I used to watch when I was little with the Tweety Bird would fly right. around your head. I'm like, yeah. what is? I don't understand what's happening. Yeah. And just to reiterate for people to better understand, so for cancer, there's 22 million survivors of cancer, right? There's 42 at least, you know, 
survivors of sexual violence. For HIV and AIDS, there's 1.2 million survivors, right? There's 42 million survivors of sexual violence. So, and, and we're, we're talking about the number, the amount of money that they're getting, right? And then we, we come over to what we're talking about, mm-hmm. $12 a person. It doesn't, it, the, 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 what is it? The, the, there's an expression, but I forgot what it was. And, and, <laughs> well, and, when, well, whatever, it's making you pound on the table, yeah. which, uh, which I thought was, and, I thought I was the only one doing that here. And one thing, and not to throw uh, a, a wrench at you right now, Derek, but that $42 million, that's document. that's identified, right? That's, right. Though, there, how many would, to me, the, 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 the mind-blowing part would be how many survivors are there that obviously just aren't, aren't known? Right, that right. haven't so added add to the forty two million, the, the number's got to be astounding. Yeah. It's right. just absolutely got to be astounding. And add to that because we're we're you know this is what we're talking about here is CAPTA, the Child Abuse Prevention and Treatment Act, which is where we're getting um, these shocking numbers. And just it's not those are we're not even talking about unreported cases, right. but the, those that number does not include cases that were reported but dismissed. Right. Dismissed. And just, right. just for, so for everybody out there to know, the CAPTA program, that comes down from the federal level to the Department of Health and Human Services. And then yeah. they that trickles down to the state level. I wish I could remember the exact words you were using. I remember the day sitting in my office, Derek, when you were saying, Gene, when I tell you this number, you're going <laughs> to— I don't remember what it was. Did you say I was going to quit? I oh, was going to oh. I was gonna retire? I was going to faint? What no, was it I was going to do? You're going you're gonna to fall out of your chair and <laughs> fall just— Fall out of my and chair. Qu- you were going to quit. Yeah. yeah, and then I said, no, Derek, I don't fall. I'm, I'm really old. I've been doing this for a long time. I don't fall out of my chair. The only reason I didn't fall out of my chair that day was because I didn't have this exact, I didn't have this article right. that you were using as a source because after that day, I'm sitting down, I'm putting out this outline of what we're talking about here today, and I'm looking at all my numbers and I'm thinking, I don't have any idea where that $12 number comes from. Right. So Derek sent me a link to the article, and I tell you, I just have to read this to you because I did kind of fall out of my chair because it says, it says, reading this in one, two, three syllable words, just like this is completely normal people, this is what goes on. In recent years, funding provided via these state grants has offered less than $12 for each CPS investigation or assessment of child abuse or neglect. They say that. They say that in black and white. This is the, these are CAPTA state grants. In other words, the federal government is totally passing the buck to the states. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You deal with it. We'll give you $12. After that, it's up to you. Well, no, no, no. Hold on. They they did do a very generous thing, and they were able to put put forth two million, right? Two million dollars to prevention and research, right? I have to, I got to say this one more time because it's it's mind boggling. The federal government all they did participate two million dollars, which two is two million, which is three thousand times the amount being spent on, um, which three thousand times more than what it costs for incarceration. It's one three thousandth. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, one three because we're back to the number of five point four billion it costs to incarcerate the people committing these crimes, but we'll throw two two million dollars at it to solve it. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, I'm sure there are plenty of people out there. You know, these this 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 whole issue of the cost to incarcerate versus the cost to prevent, treat, etc. These are not discussions that are limited to our issue. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think most people do get it that costs of incarceration are way way higher mm-hmm. than a proper program. You know, dealing with pr- prevention and treatment. But I just, you know. But I don't think people think about it in relationship to our issue again because the numbers are not there. They're not there. Okay, they're there now. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. here um, and we hello. We'll, we will we will show you how to get on Spotify anytime you want <laughs> right. to hear them. <laughs> we'll have a conversation with anybody. You know, we all we're doing is quoting so, the sources that we have been able to find. And as Derek has told you, they're ridiculously difficult to find. Yeah, that's that's, that's what's, to me, again, mind-boggling is that, again, all these other worthy causes that, you know, are healthcare-related and and there's strong publication and you can almost just grab those numbers readily off, you know, gra- grab different sources. This one is why it's mind-boggling is they took so many, in this case, Derek was able to find numbers and we're still trying to get our heads wrapped around them, but why why are these not readily available? That, that to me is why why there's not some, um, you know, go-to location where you can find these numbers. And where Derek's having to, had to pull it together and do calisthenics to pull them together in a way that we can, we're trying to still wrap our heads around, Gene. That to me is just, as a funder, as a supporter of this of, of this mission, why, why is this not really available and motivating us? Heads of agencies that you and I have both dealt with for years, Tom. They don't know these numbers. No, no. Like I said, I've, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I've been looking for 25 years. Right. You know, executive directors of ICASA agencies whose mission it is to support um, to support and advocate for survivors and to work on community awareness and prevention, they don't know these numbers. Mm-hmm. No, no. Oh, well, well, that's why we're doing this. They yeah. do now. I mean, you know, $12. Twelve dollars. What can you? What, what would you? Um, if you had twelve dollars like to give to a survivor, a, what would you give you them? You know, that's a that's a single meal, right? Or that's I think a, you know, not, not even a tank of gas, right? In no. that's, right. Like that's, like three, a, that's like a two gallons, three, three gallons, gallons of gas. Of gas. Yeah, it's half a lift ride. Yeah, half a lift ride, maybe to a place that's a mile away. I I thought of something. <laughs> yeah, right. I thought of right. something funny the other day. I started smoking cigarettes, you know, when I was 12 years old. I've quit now. Good Thank you. you. But Good I, st- you. I started smoking when I was a kid. Shame on you. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. That, you can yeah. buy about half a pack of cigarettes for 12 bucks with how expensive they are now. Yeah, well, the first thing— Can't even buy a pack of cigarettes. The first thing that occurred to me was what percentage of an hour of therapy that is. I mean, even if you assume that, you know, some some agency could maybe give you therapy for $60 an hour, it's 12 minutes. Yeah. It's 12 minutes. You can tell your therapist, you know, I was raped by my father. Well, the time's up. Right. Yeah, Yeah. $12 into it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's astounding. Yeah. Well, this isn't exactly where I wanted to end things for today. Um, so I'm going to end things on a little bit of a more positive note. Um, first of all, boys, hold up your hands if you know what an esthetician is. Oh, boy, they don't. Oh, I, oh, Sydney raised his hand. I do. I just. Yeah. I have a very good friend who takes care of my my face and my skin. That's what an esthetician is. And she was telling me, you know, she she found the podcast and she listened to it. And I was getting a facial from her last weekend. 
And she told me that she had it on my podcast in the car, our podcast, excuse me, when she was going to pick up her son, Lincoln, who's 12 years old. And um, uh, she picked him up, and there was still like about five or 10 minutes to go. And she was asking herself, you know, do I leave this on or do I turn it off? Mm. And she told me, she said, I decided to leave it on, and I had a conversation with my son. Mm. You know, do you know what they're talking about? And um, has it happened to you? And do you know if it happens to you? Do you know, you know, you know what you can come to me? Do you know that? And she's telling me this story, and then she looks over, and she says, Gene, did I get something in your eye? And I said, no, I'm crying. (laughs) I've been doing this work a long time. I don't get to hear things like that. Mm. You know, people don't tell me things like that. It was really one of the most moving experiences that I have had in 25 years of working on this. And so I thank you guys for helping me bring this podcast to people's attention. Um, There's going to be more people like that. There's going to be more children whose parents listen to the podcast and start the conversations. Mm -hmm. The last thing she said to me was, you're doing good work, Gene. So Derek, Mm. Tom, you are doing good work. So are you, We are doing good work. You're doing great. And we're going to keep doing good work. And if you try to stop us, shame on you. We've been talking about shame, shame, shame. It's the name of the game. Now the podcast through... What you gonna do? So many to blame, blame, blame. We've been throwing out shame. Did we throw some at you? What you gonna do? What you gonna do?